What's up, guys? I'm Cora. And I'm Sharon. And this is Learning on the Job, a podcast for moms. Join us as we talk about our highs and lows and everything in between on this journey of motherhood. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Learning on the Job podcast. How have you been, Sharon? I've been good. It has been a doozy of a two weeks. Um, Sorry that we took last week off. Uh, I had a lot of family stuff going on and just I think all of us just recovering from the holiday. It was nice to take that week off and just kind of have like a little mental break um but unfortunately we had to put one of our dogs down and it was really hard on me and Jake because he was only four and it was very unexpected it kind of all happened at once and it it was a really rough week having to go through that yeah, um, definitely. Um, been thinking about you guys. Thank it's, you. It's been, you know, pretty sad on our front to hear about whiskey. So um, may he rest in peace. He's definitely he was the best little boy, and he will be missed. So I know he. It was really hard because, like I said, it was very unexpected, and. It, he was our baby before we had a baby and so I mean in in a way I'm like I understand that this is like a fine line talking like comparing uh dogs to children it was to us it really felt almost like we were losing a child because he was the first dog Jake and I got together so he was the first thing that Jake and I had raised together and we've had him since he was a puppy and he really was like our baby. And so to have to put him down and to lose him like that, it really hit us hard. And then also on top of that, this is the second dog that we've had to lose this year. And so now we're down to two. Um, But it's, we're doing okay. It was, it was the best choice and we are slowly getting through it but I think that the topic we chose to talk about today is fitting and can help not only me but hopefully maybe help some other moms out there or parents listening as well. I definitely agree. Um, So today's topic that we uh, want to get into is um, just what it's like to experience any sort of grief after becoming a mom. And I want to say, you know, I know you said it's not the same thing. Um, and, you know, it, but on a lot of levels that, you know, feeling of taking care of someone and having that companionship and, you know, just loving them like that it does hurt and you know I have my dog Riley who's been my my first dog that was my dog and he's yeah he's almost 11 now and I think about that a lot like how much that's gonna hurt and how much I'm not ready for it so I mean Mm -hmm. I think that those feelings are completely valid um to feel you know that intense pain of losing someone that yeah you brought into your family you know like yeah and I just know that it's a very controversial thing and we usually try to keep open minds on this podcast and welcome everyone and whatever their beliefs are and so if you're somebody who views this differently we welcome your opinions um I will say that I I could definitely see a difference like god forbid I can't even imagine if anything were to happen to Ginny but like Ginny's a part of me. I exactly there there is a I can definitely say that there is a different relationship that I have with her than I do with than I did with whiskey. But like I said, it's he still was a pain. like our child. It it's, is still a pain, and uh, it's it, it definitely still hurts. And I don't I I'm not <clears throat> gonna be one of those people who tries to, um 
uh, I can't think of the word who tries to just like push aside anyone's feelings like I I've been grieving all week and it's it's gotten to a point now where I can actually talk about it so I'm glad that we chose to do this after it and I know whenever you proposed the the topic you asked if it if I'd be okay with it and I think I'm at that point now in my grieving process where I can talk about it and I do try to think of the good times with him and I mean it there's definitely still moments whenever all I want to do is just like curl up in the fetal position and have a good cry and that's just part of my grieving process I I mean I completely understand um obviously we've had I or not obviously but you know for you and I just because we know each other we've talked about it we have experienced um, unfortunately, in the past year, in the past couple of years, you know, some loss. Um, we've both lost grandparents, or you with a great grandparent. Um, and Pete, that that I don't, I know about. I don't know about you, but I know that that's been very hard for me because that was somebody that raised me, and um, I think similar for you, like they got to meet your daughter, but. You know, it's just that pain of them not ever getting to grow up and know them. I think that really sits with me a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Claire's my my biggest accomplishment. So uh, it's just sad not to have that person around and get to have that person experience, like me being a mom. And yeah, so. Yeah, I fully understand that. Um, I lost two great grandparents earlier this year and I will say they were almost a hundred so we definitely all saw it coming I think we were all surprised that my grandfather went first because he was the healthy one um I mean the only issues that they really had was that they were getting old and so getting old obviously that brings on health issues um but other than that I mean they just didn't have any they didn't they weren't diagnosed with anything that made them sicker and so to see him go first I think we were all just very shocked and it did hurt for me because I grew up knowing them and I was happy that Jenny got to meet them even though she's not going to remember it and my grandma had dementia so she didn't remember it but my grandpa definitely, like, he remembered her up until he passed. And he remembered stuff about Jake. And he'd only met Jake maybe twice. And so his memory was still very good. I will say it. What it's not the same as it would be if I were to lose grandparents on my mom's side. Just because I'm a lot closer to those on my mom's side, mainly because I grew up with them. And I, I just saw them more. I didn't see my dad's grandparents as much. So my grieving process was definitely a little different. I was sad. I was upset. But I, I know for a fact that the grieving, the grief that I felt for them is not the same as the grief that I, I know I'm going to feel when I start losing my grandparents on my mom's side. Well, and I think, you know, with great grandparents, especially, you know, and they live to be so, um, so close to a hundred, like you said, and they, um, they lived a full life. So I think it's a lot easier, not easier, but you know, it's just like you make peace with that in your heart a little easier knowing that they, they lived a full life. Whereas, um, I mean, not, maybe it'll feel the same with your other grandparents in that aspect but maybe not um sure. I do definitely understand the closeness with your grandparents because I was um up until this year um I really only had my my grandfather because so my Nina his wife she died when I was two and then my grandma and grandpa on my dad's side died when I was six and eight. So um, I have memories um, of not really of my Nina, unfortunately, but of my grandma and grandpa. I have very slight memories of them. They lived far away. Um, but, 
you know, we went to visit them every summer. And so I've got a little bit of a memory there, but my papa, he has always lived down the street from us. My mom and him have always been very close. Um, when my mom, when, when my mom's mom died, it was because she had cancer and my mom did a lot to help take care of her during that time. And so like after that, basically, you know, we hung out with Papa like all the Mm -hmm. time. Um, He would come over to our house every day at seven o'clock and have a cup of coffee with my parents and just like ask about our lives and just hang out for one hour and then he'd leave. And he did that my, my whole life from, I mean, all of my memories until I graduated high school. And even when I come back for college until, you know, as he got a little bit older, eventually it's a couple of days less a week and then a few years ago he actually he had a heart attack um and he had to get a pacemaker in and he was very sick he he had what they call like a shock wave i think is what they called it basically he like got he had he had a mild heart attack and then he was in the hospital he stood up in the middle of the night and he had his heart like stopped for a few seconds and he fell he broke his neck it was a whole ordeal jesus yeah it was awful um so after that he couldn't come over anymore but and he really couldn't take care of himself so from then on my mom stepped in and she went over there for breakfast lunch and dinner and fed him she um i mean she had other siblings that would help out when they could but she was the one that lived down the street and she was the one that did the majority of it and you know so when i'd come home i'd always try and go over there and help and everything and you know papa was just always a big part of my life he his past year he had turned 90 years old so he did live a like a full life um he unfortunately got covid and Mm -hmm. uh so he passed away last year, uh, about a month after Claire was born. He met her one time and he passed away about 10 days later. So um, it was great that I got to introduce her to him. And that was the last time I ever saw him. So uh, it's like a great memory because, you know, last time I ever saw him was like him telling me how proud he was of me and everything. Um, and he was already so like, he didn't even want to hold her because he was like very shaky and mm-hmm. um. Well, it's a good picture that y'all have because I know the picture that y'all got to take whenever he got to meet her. And I like that picture. I think it's really a sweet. Me too. Um, I'll definitely always cherish it. Um, But yeah, it's been hard just, you know, going from having that person that, I mean, for a good portion of my life, in my life, literally every day and um, to gone and I have to, you know, go through that and be a mom and I know over the past year that loss has been very hard on me I've done a lot of suffering in silence um between that and like you know just the PPD going on so it was a Mm -hmm. fun time um so that was really why I proposed the topic to you because I knew I knew you know I know it's not uh, it's a different it's always a different type of hurt but you know it's a hurt nonetheless and to have someone whether that be a human or, you know, a companion of other sorts that's around you all the time. And then to suddenly have to go without them, I know that that hurts. So, yeah, um, I completely agree. And so for those who may not know, I, I think we all kind of understand that there are stages of grief, but they are all different for everyone. But generally, there are five stages of grief, and those are denial anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And everybody kind of goes through these in their own way. And so just to give a little more insight, um, coming from washington.edu, denial can feel, it can look like avoidance, procrastination, and forgetting. Um, like your brain just is trying to shut off and just kind of not think about it. And it can feel like shock, numbness, or confusion, or even just shutting down. Um, and so I, I really like that, that this kind of goes over each stage and gives you a several examples. Um, so you, everyone, if you, you can look it up, cause I'm not reading all the different types of examples that there are for each one but I think this gives a good picture as to how it can it is different for everyone for anger you can have sarcasm irritability increased alcohol or drug use 
Um, those are just some of the bigger ones, but it can feel like frustration, impatience, rage. I definitely know that Jake and I have anger in different ways when it comes to certain things and especially grief for sure. Um, he and I definitely grieve completely different. Bargaining, I think this is the one that is most misunderstood. Um, but this one, it can be comparing yourself to others, overthinking and worrying, and maybe even trying to focus on the future or the past. And these, I think we can all um, maybe um, understand a little more based on what they feel like, but it can feel like guilt, shame, or blame. And I, so I think that we can definitely all say that we definitely feel those during some, some point in time, um, depression, it can be sleep and appetite changes, reduced energy, reduced social interest. Um, and they can feel like sadness, despair, or helplessness, or even hopelessness. And then acceptance, it can look like mindful behaviors, engaging with reality, being present in the moment. And then you can feel like, um, you're courageous, you feel validation, and maybe even self-compassion. So that's just a little insight into what some of the five stages can look like. And so I can say that for me, whenever I experience a loss as, as significant, I, I'd say that we can focus more so on those. Um, so you can compare yourself like what you were feeling with your grandfather and then me with our dog most recently I usually go to blame um I know that there were times in the past whenever I lost somebody very close and I would blame myself maybe I could have seen them one more time but I chose to go and do something else oh I definitely do that yeah, or maybe I could have, like, if they I lost grandparents in the past, I could have, like, blamed myself and said I, I should have called more or something. And so I get very angry at myself. I don't know if I can pinpoint the denial stage or things like that um, for whenever I felt it. But I do know that I usually blame myself. And then that I, I just go into, like, deep despair of crying and all I want to do is either lie in my bed and cry, take a shower and cry. I pretty much go into a full-on depression stage. And that's just part of my grieving process is to let me feel my feelings as hard and as much as I can, because then I feel like I get over it. I don't want to say get over it, but I move past to the next stage and can kind of get closer to acceptance if I really feel my feelings, whereas if I hold them in, I think it takes me longer to get over it. And I think that being a mom, being a parent in general makes grieving harder because you don't always have the opportunity to just feel all your feelings whenever you can to get to that next step in grief. I understand that. I find myself crying in my car when I'm alone a lot mm -hmm. um maybe now that you have uh started a job where you have a long car ride you can understand this but uh being in the car alone with your thoughts and alone with the wrong music sometimes can just like really trigger emotions and mm -hmm. um yeah so sometimes I find myself purposefully listening to podcasts just so that I don't do that um helpful hint <clears throat> or tip I guess um yeah, so I definitely understand that. Um, I've never really been great at not being able to feel my feelings. Like, um, I'm very much the type that, like, sometimes in a, in, to the point where it's, like, inappropriate. Like, I'm very sorry. But so um, I would say I handle stress okay, though. So I kind of just feel it for a quick moment and then have to snap back into it but I have to feel it. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know. I completely agree. I know. So with our dog, he, he had an accident 
And in the moment, Jake and I are trying to handle it and we're both fighting back tears. We're both upset and we were just doing whatever we could to get through it and taking him to the ER. And honestly, in the moment, whenever we took him to the ER, we never thought that it would get to the mo- it would it would get to the point that it did. We took him in on Sunday night and then by I want to say it was by Thursday we and Thursday or Friday we ended up having to make the decision to put him down and I believe it was Thursday and because of everything that we were going through I I personally think that helped because I was grieving all week long the entire time that he was in the hospital the entire time that we were just going through this I think in the back of our minds once we realized the severity of what happened we knew that there was a possibility that we'd have to put him down or that he could just not make it and so I I do think that grieving all week long kind of helped me because then once we put him down it I I just I let it all out and by the time the weekend came by I was star- I was on the mend. I was able to start looking at his pictures and start to remember the good times again because I know that whenever I post it on Facebook, kind of as tribute to him, letting people know that we were putting him down and just to post some good pictures of him to share, I was getting comments and people were contacting me all day and I just I couldn't talk to people about it because talking about it looking at his pictures all of that just made me want to cry and I I, understand I needed the distraction I needed to not think about it and I moral of that whole spiel is that I was able to I had several days to kind of grieve over it until it actually happened and I think once it happened I think that helped me to kind of be all cried out accept it yeah well that's good because even up after you like told me how bad it was and even like showed me pictures I like did not expect you to text me the next morning and tell me that you were gonna have to put them down I was like kind of taken aback by it I just didn't think I don't know why I didn't think that that was where it was gonna end up leading to but um yeah, none of us very did. Sad for you. Even my even my friend Kelsey, she she's an animal expert. She's who we always go to for anything animal, insect, any type of creature. We always go to her for questions, and even she didn't think it would get this bad. Um, but he just unfortunately he developed pneumonia, and he was just very depressed, and he he wouldn't eat. And all of that ultimately just, he just got worse. He just wasn't getting better. And it was almost like he didn't want to get better. Um, And so having gone through this, some pros and cons to having a baby or a child during all of this, um, I'll start with the cons first, is that babies don't understand grief. So that can sometimes be hard because... Like with us putting our dog down, we unfortunately had to have Ginny there with us. And so Jake and I are trying to grieve over this and trying to spend his last 30 minutes, his last hour of his life. uh, We're trying to spend it with him and talk to him and kind of just get all of our feelings out. And Ginny doesn't understand. She sees her dog. She wants to play with him. She starts crying because we can't put her on the ground for her to play and then too she's just bored she's tired she had a long day and so we're we're here passing her back and forth trying to take turns talking with our dog and trying to keep her entertained and then ultimately when it came to the moment to put him down Jake just made the decision to sit her on the ground give her his phone and we were able to be with him in his last moments um so that that was nice but it it's really hard because babies just don't understand um the next one I think would be a con is having to explain it to children obviously our children aren't at that age yet to have to explain to them what's going on 
but I can imagine that that's also going to be hard because you're trying to process your emotions and they see that. And so you having to try and tell them about your emotions, you trying to have to explain to them what's going on, then they either they won't understand or they will understand. And then now you're also not only having to deal with your grief, you're having to deal with their grief. And so I just know from family members with children and having to watch all these different stages from the outside, I kind of know that I'm going to get to that point with Ginny where it's going to be a kind of a roller coaster having to go through this with her. I think about that a lot. Um, I worry about that a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. my parents are a little bit older. I have my brothers are much older than me and I, I worry about them and yeah, I just, uh, I, you know, I just think about having to feel that grief while, um, you know, trying to be a mom. I already have that problem, you know, like when I'm having days where it's just hard, like I don't want to be just like crying or just like super depressed in front of Claire. Um, yeah. And I don't want to just, you know, be that way, but it, it's like, because you're right, kids don't understand or babies don't and toddlers like, so it's just you still got to truck along you still gotta they don't they they don't understand why you're upset and why you need a moment they want what they want right now so like that's yeah it's hard and then I think that leads to the biggest con that I have is you still have to parent at the end of the day your child still has to get fed you your child like babies still have to get a diaper change they they still need you to be present enough to take care of them, especially yep. at least at the age that our children are, is I can't check out and tell her to entertain herself like I could if she was a little, if she was five years older. Um, she could entertain herself a little bit more in five years than she can from now, whereas like right now I, I have to be present. I can't just sit there and wallow. Jake and I can't just both sit there and feel our feelings for the loss of someone and just let her do her own thing. And yeah. I mean, we, we could try and put her in, in the playpen or something, but even still, she can't get her own food. She still can't do things for herself. So be, I think that's the biggest con is still having to be a parent and be present for your kids and not completely shut down to where you can't even help them, to where they, yeah. you could cause an even bigger accident and just not be paying attention. But, well, and even still, like, and as kids get older, like, they realize that, I mean, and, you know, kids have needs, too, so mm-hmm. it's it's hard for them to watch their parents go through that sort of thing. It's hard for them um, to not get that love and affection that they need from their parents because their parents are grieving, so it's just, it's just a, it's a crappy situation, you know? It's just, yeah, grief never it is, like helpful or you know like it doesn't it's it doesn't discriminate fun. um on a lighter note there are some pros um for grieving with children so one is the fact that babies don't understand they don't understand so kind of like what we said with the cons is you don't have to explain it to them right now and so you you can go through your grieving process to an extent and you're not having to help another person cope with it aside from your partner. And I mean, yes, they're like Jake and I help each other through it. But at the same time, we know that there are moments whenever the we can't help each other and we just have to let the other person go through whatever emotions they're going to go through. So it is nice to have a, a baby that doesn't understand. So I, I don't, I know that I just have to take care of me and I just have to parent her. I'm not having to explain to her why I'm upset. <clears throat> Exactly. Um, another pro is that, and I guess this is kind of a two for one, but one is that they can distract you. Um, one thing that really helped me this week was being at work. This was one time whenever I was really glad that I wasn't working from home because I think working from home, I would be thinking about it way too much. And my boss even offered to let me go home early a few times. And I was just like, I, I told her no that I would just sit there and think about it way too much 
and being at work was a distraction. And then whenever I came home with Jenny, she was a distraction and I didn't have to sit there and think about it too much until she went to bed. No, I definitely agree. Um, I, it, it's great. Kids are great. Um, especially, you know, babies and toddlers for the days where you don't want to think about your grief, you know, mm-hmm. like for the days where you do just want to get through your day because they keep you on your toes from dusk till dawn, you know, so, or from, I guess, dawn till dusk in our case, but <laughs> sometimes uh, the other way around, it really just depends <laughs> on the day. Uh-huh. For sure. Um, And then the last pro is that they can make you smile again. There were so many times whenever I would go all last week, I'd go pick Jenny up from daycare and she was so happy, so smiley. And I would tell her we're going to go visit whiskey at the hospital. And she was just, she didn't understand. She was so happy and it made me smile. It was a light during my dark time. I definitely get that. Yeah, she just. She was able to make me smile. She was able to bring some light to the situation and definitely helped me and Jake get through it a little bit more to have her there. So we, we were still like, we're still opening presents from her birthday. And so we did that a few times just to get our minds off of everything going on. So I will say that there are some pros to having babies while you're grieving as a parent. Um, definitely some cons, but I think, I think they're kind of even, and again, it's really just going to depend on your own grieving process, how it all kind of balances out. I agree. Well, we did have, um, a little questionnaire on our Instagram stories earlier today and we were basically just asking how do you deal with grief and do you think it's harder now as a parent and I just want to read one of the responses that we got so it says oh my gosh so many thoughts so I'm a crier and honestly so it's nice once the kids get older because they understand so they offer hugs and back rubs And when you say, I'm sorry, I'm just really having a hard time today thinking about insert topic here, they just get it. And they're supportive of your feelings and understanding that dinners are a mess and that you didn't buy their favorite snack and because your mind was elsewhere. We just went through a loss of a close family friend a few months ago, and the big kids were so kind and caring through it, whereas the toddler was unaffected, right? Like he doesn't care and his world doesn't stop just because bigger things are happening. That made it really hard to process my emotions. I put him in the stroller just for some extra walks on those days, just to be able to sit with my feelings and not have to be on for him. But man, once they're older, it's so much better. I definitely feel that. I I think that pretty much covers everything. Yeah, that like so perfectly articulates, I think, all of, you know, what we were thinking. And um, obviously, uh, she's gotten the opportunity to experience um, motherhood with both older children and having um, a toddler so kind of seeing both both ends of it um so the last thing that I wanted to add is I did find a website that actually offered some advice to parents on how you can deal with grief while being a parent some of this may not pertain to all parents um Some of it may be targeted more towards older kids, but I figured that we can all find something in it to maybe help us out. Um, And so this is from whendtcenter.org. And so the first tip is to share your grief with your children in an age-appropriate way. And it talks about how like how kids are learning their emotions. And so just like that comment, that response talked about is whenever they're older, they can understand, you can let them know that you're grieving and they can, you can welcome their grieving and you can try to help them with it. Or if they're a little bit younger, once, once you're able to, I think that would be a good learning opportunity to talk about grief because maybe your child is sad. Maybe your child just doesn't understand and it's going to make them sad and they just don't know how to handle it. But, 
uh, one thing, just like the comment said, is you can say, I may look sad, but I can still get you dinner and get you to school on time and make sure our family does things together. However, I want you to know that you're seeing me express these emotions because the death has really affected me. And so you can use words like that to kind of explain to your children what you're going through. And then in turn, that could help them learn how to talk about their emotions or maybe help that just help them explore their emotions a little more. I agree. And I think, you know, with the, for instance, the, what our uh, posts, um, response said how you can say I'm sorry I'm just really having a hard time thinking about insert topic here and they just kind of get it um I think that that's really just like helpful though in general just to have like key phrases that are um able to articulate the feelings Mm -hmm. and so you're still like uh, communicating needs but not necessarily trauma dumping either, because like I said, it's age appropriate. So I think that's also important to not be like super like, you know, oh, I'm so yeah, like this is so hard for me, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't vent to your children. Exactly. And then just like the next thing you know, your child is having to like parent you. Like that's what we want to, I think, definitely avoid. Yeah, I agree. The second tip is maintain connections with other supportive adults. And I think this is good, just kind of what we've talked about earlier with our own experiences is it's nice to talk to someone. It's good to have somebody that you can vent to or someone that you can talk to and you're not having to to dumb it down for them. You're not having to explain it in an age-appropriate way. They understand it and you can use them as an outlet to talk to and it says that it's important for parents and caregivers to main connect to maintain connections with supportive adults whether that means staying involved with a community of worship other family members or seeking out a licensed professional counselor and I think that's really important to add in because sometimes you need that extra help sometimes just talking to your spouse uh your a friend even a church group, sometimes those aren't enough and you need outside help from a professional. And there is no shame in accepting that and getting the help you need. And a lot of people, a lot of people I've heard actually advocate for talking to counselors on a regular basis, not necessarily weekly or even monthly, but just talking to them on a regular basis because it can help you maintain certain things you don't always have to wait until there is a problem to talk to someone so I I, I think that that's really good to keep in mind I agree um I'm an advocate that everyone can benefit from a little bit of therapy um you know especially when you're going through hard times like it's helpful to just navigate those emotions maybe Mm -hmm. I think people's emotions manifest in a lot of different ways and we don't always understand them so I think some trained professionals are great for that. Um, But also, yes, and I think it's great to, you know, maintain a relationship with somebody like that, whether that looks, you know, weekly, monthly, or even just like every few months have somebody who's able to check in with you and, you know, re-ask you like, you know, what, what are your goals or what do you, how is this going? And just, you know, does it feel like this? And do you feel like that's, helpful or you know hurting you in any situation and just give people the chance to like reevaluate things I agree one thing one tool that I've heard really good things about this is not sponsored in any way but is better help I was literally gonna say the same thing yeah you you can I think there's an app and you just get matched with a licensed counselor who can help you and you choose like you almost build a profile saying what you need help with and you're matched with somebody who can help you with that specific area and you can do it all from your phone I think it's 24 7 you can set up a call you can set up a chat and so whatever you're comfortable with I think you can do video chat you can do a phone call you can do a texting chat whatever it is that you need and whenever you need it you can sign up for it and do it and I've actually almost done it a few times whenever I was just so upset 
But then, I mean, you do have to pay for it. And I knew that I had to pay for it. I just, once it came time to pay for it, I think by then I was kind of, I decided against it at the moment because I felt like I, it almost felt like an impulse buy to me at the time. And I was, I had to tell myself if I still feel like I need to talk to somebody in the morning, or if I still feel like I need to talk to somebody at this time period, then I'll do it. And I never, I never ended up doing it, but I, I I would if I felt like I really needed to. Definitely. Um, I've also, um, almost used it a couple of times in lieu of going to find other help, but Mm -hmm. I just found other help instead. So I also, I personally like talking to people that I know, like I like talking to you. I like talking to Jake, my mom. I like talking to people that I know. I mean, I really do find, like, talking to somebody else really helpful. Um, I think having, like, being able to have, like, an objective conversation about people that you are around, um, I find that the hardest because I feel like I have such a hard time, like, confiding in anyone ever because Mm -hmm. everyone in my life is so interconnected and the thought of, like, having to... I don't know, complain or whatever about like one person or another, knowing that they're still like connected to that person in some way. I don't like to change people's views on each other. Um, so I don't know. I'm just like kind of weird about that. So I like being able to go talk to somebody else that has nothing to do with anybody I know. And it's like I can just like, well, this is how I feel about my life. And <laughs> I get that. Know, these, these are my friends and this is like my relationship sometimes. And yeah, so The last tip that this has is find ways in your daily life to move in and out of intense emotion. And I think this is very important, especially like this whole, all these tips are for parents. I think this is very important because like we said, you still have to be a parent whenever you're grieving. And I think finding those times, not necessarily to schedule time to cry, but Find times whenever you know that you're going to be able to grieve and you're going to be able to be in your own wallow and process your feelings. So whether that be nap time, whether that be whenever you're like put on Miss Rachel or something, let your kid zone out to the TV in a safe environment and then you can sit there and be upset for a little bit or maybe. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Also. (laughs) I'm a big and, advocate for just like, oh, they're in the back seat staring out the window. We're all listening to music and I'm just sitting here silently sobbing to myself. Oh, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> um, or even if it's just putting like once the baby's asleep or once the kid's asleep, you go take a shower and you cry in the shower. I always feel like I do my best cries in the shower. It's so weird. I actually I mean, I cry in the shower a little bit, but for some reason, I just I don't. I don't know why. I'm a very dramatic person and I have an uncle who listens to our podcast because he he finds the conversation really, really fun and he he likes conversations like this. And so I know that he's going to hear this and he's going to be like, yeah, you're dramatic. But I'm a very dramatic person where I feel like there are certain times in my life whenever it is just a scene in a movie and I am one who loves to just sit in the shower with the water pouring on me my knees to my chest and I just cry (laughs) and I just it's very therapeutic to me and we even have like a little like shelf like seat right there and I can just lay my head on it and just have a good cry see I feel that but for me it's usually like sitting in the like arch a chair like usually like you know how our couch is like basically two mm-hmm. chairs with like a, a like a center console so I'm like usually like it's usually the middle of the night and I'm just like sitting there under a blanket or like I said while I'm driving I don't know what it is about being in the water it's like it feels it's like weird I don't know my tear ducts are doing <laughs> other things I find I, also, I, I find the shower just whenever so I don't cleansing cry. Like, it's like even it's like even emotion. Sometimes I I go take a shower to like get rid of my emotion or to like mm-hmm. start anew. You know, it's like I just find it so relaxing, and um, I 
scold myself also so maybe I'm just like distracting myself with pain you know I don't really know yeah so yeah I don't know just different strokes for different folks yeah I don't know I've also like I think I started in high school because I didn't want my mom to hear me cry because I didn't want to talk about it so crying in the shower was really the only place that I could cry because then you can't hear I do got that I understand so I think it's just kind of stuck with me because sometimes I don't want to talk to Jake about it or sometimes I just I want to cry and not be heard I want to I want to put on a front that I everything's okay and I'm fine because I have a household and a family to take care of and sometimes just as a mom I want to do that by myself and have my happy mom face the rest of the time yeah oh I I think it's a good time to move into some oh shits and oh yes okay sounds good you can go first this time oh thanks okay (laughs) (laughs) so my oh shit is you know that it's the most expensive time of the year and um like i've mentioned it before but like that's just always the thing that i have about christmas is like it's lovely but it's just so stressful with like the expectations and the money and the going places and yeah it's all expensive and everyone wants to go somewhere nice because it's the end of the year and and all your best friends have birthdays at the end of the year yeah y'all are not (laughs) helping man i've been i'm I've, yeah that's why I started some I started I got your presence in November because I just was like yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so that's that's just been um just a an added stressor that is constantly on my mind right now I just don't like feeling um like I have a lot of money things coming up and I just want to get them over with so that I can like stop stressing over them so I get yeah. that I feel um like- but and oh yeah, and one um that I did spend a little bit of money on, but not a ton of money on, so whatever. <laughs> um, is tomorrow is my company wide Christmas party. Um, so is this um, where you get to wear the prom dress? Yes. So the theme is nineties prom. Um, these people are unhinged. I don't know why they chose nineties prom <laughs> as a Christmas party. Uh, but we're here to have a good time. So I'm I actually I'm super excited for it. We've got uh, like a DJ and I mean it's a we, we work in the events industry, so it's kind of easy to get, you know, like yeah, uh, vendors, but we have like a photographer that's gonna take like nineties prom photos of us and uh, they're getting fine. us like corsages and everything. Does Chris get to go? Yes, and Chris is coming. Awesome. So yeah. Um, so I mean, I don't know. It's funny too because I keep going back and forth with I have like more of a costume, uh, because you know I've been looking at all the pictures and like when I think of like '90s prom outfits, like mine, I, it's so weird that like mine is iconic but doesn't necessarily fit the bill. But I'm going as Bianca Stratford from Ten Things I Hate About You her prom dress that's like it's like this the red crop and with like the pink tulle skirt and I bought like basically the exact same thing on Amazon so um I'm very excited about it I'm gonna look really cute I'm gonna take a lot of pics and that's very excited to see you I got you sent us a picture of the outfit once you got it but I'm excited to see you actually like all dolled up for yeah well and that's what I'm really hoping because you know she's got some kind of hair thing going on I have a lot more hair than her so I think that's really where I'm Mm -hmm. gonna do like the 90s like I'm I'm thinking either like a bunch of ringlets like all put up or something with like you just like crimp some your strips. hair or something uh, I don't know you know she's got like some kind of updo and but I don't want to do the exact same like you know her sister who had like the big updo but I want to do something like kind of yeah because yeah so we'll see I think it's gonna be really fun and I'm I, if I tomorrow when I, I'm do some shopping hopefully I can find Chris a bow tie because um his he's gonna be Cameron I mean hopefully like you know Joseph Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character Uh, yeah I think it's gonna be adorable because they kind of definitely have like the same essence so yeah that's super super excited about it more picks to come yeah what about you my oh shit is just that the past two weeks were a roller coaster Jake and I got sick before Thanksgiving and I lost my voice due to laryngitis so I couldn't even talk at Jenny's first birthday party um I like sounded like a squeaky toy that nobody could understand in here um but I made the most of it for Jenny and it worked out 
And then, of course, to this whole last week, it's just been a roller coaster and we're hopefully on the mend and moving upward for the rest of the year. Um, but my oh yeah is that we just took our family Christmas card pictures tonight and Jenny has Christmas pictures at daycare tomorrow. Oh, fun. So I'm really excited. Yeah, I have like a cute little Christmassy like dress that she's going to wear tomorrow with white tights. And that's really cute. That's I'm, super fun. I'm super excited. They said that they're not getting Santa. And there was like a reason whoever does their Santa has something else going on or whatever. Well, that's okay because so, I was going to actually ask you if you wanted to like try and do get a get together with the girls and go find Santa like we did last you year. You want to go to Bass Pro Shop again? Potentially. <laughs> um, Either that or maybe Cabela's. I don't know. Something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Either one. Or did we do? Yeah. We went Cabela's to Bass Pro last time. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Either one. Just let me know. But yeah, For they're sure. not doing Santa. They're doing like a, I think it's a kitchen theme I think oh I bet it'll be so cute I know I'm so excited and I was like when am I gonna get these pictures I need these pictures I want them now like she hasn't even taken them and I want to like I want to know what they're gonna look like you have to send them whenever they they come in I bet that's gonna be really cute oh I will I'm super excited and she's a super smiley baby so she'll like make it cute I know I I just hope she'll that they'll actually try to make her smile for yeah and not just like except whatever face she gives well it's picture day let's hope they like they can get it together so i know for (laughs) real oh well uh thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh we hope we didn't bum you out too much with this episode um we had some in our feels deep shit going on but i think it's an important topic and i'm really glad that we got to like talk talk it all out I agree. I hope that everyone found something to take back away from this episode and find something to help you because we all have things going on that we might not be sharing with other people. So hopefully you found something to help you in your grieving process over whatever it is you might be grieving over and hopefully help ease the grieving process while also having to be a parent to your little ones, teenagers, whoever it is you're having to take care of and be a parent to. Yes. Well, um, you know, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, as always, you can find us online um, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at Learning on the Job Moms. You can email us at learningonthejobmoms at gmail.com. And yeah, just let us know if you've got any ideas. Let us know what you thought about this episode and what other episodes you want to hear from us. And we hope you have a great day. Yeah. Um, Happy holidays. We will talk to you guys next time. Bye.